Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Danielle Ormond about her Wishes Collection wedding ceremony at Luau Point and reception at Trader Sam's. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this unique combination of venues and how she chose them and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Danielle. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. <laughs> we have always been huge Disney people. It started out as a friendcation, and then we got into a relationship, had our first vacation there, and then we got engaged there, and it just was the next natural step to have our wedding there. Wow, that's great. And so were your friends and family expecting that you would say, hey, we're getting married at Disney, or was it a surprise? No, absolutely. It was 100% expected from them. They probably would have been upset if it hadn't been there. <laughs> So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited 27, 26 came. Interesting. Okay, so that is a small group, but it, what a great response rate. <laughs> yeah, it was just actually a great aunt who fell ill at the very last minute. So oh. otherwise she would have been there too. So <laughs> okay, got everybody it. who was supposed to be there showed up. That's great. Now, how did you guys choose this unique combination of venues? Well, when we first started, we were kind of going with the basic venues. You know, I was looking at Canada Pavilion and Ariel's. And then I actually got your book and started flipping through some pages and saw that you could actually have a function at Trader Sam's. And it was, whoa, wait a minute. That was one of our favorite spots on property. So I kind of put two and two together and we talked about it. And he was 100% gung-ho. So that's how we decided on that. And how did you choose Luau Point? Just because it's so close or? Yeah, it was one of those. I had called the sales office because I wasn't sure because I had never seen any wishes weddings done there. So I wasn't sure that they could make it happen. So I was like, hey, if I wanted it at Trader Sam's and I wanted to keep it close, can we do it there? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, we wanted to stay with that whole tropical theme, so it really worked out for us. Yeah, it's a great combination. Now, I noticed that at Luau Point, the area, there are a couple areas you can use as your focal point, your altar, and you guys decided to use that huge, beautiful tree. Were you able to fit everyone down in that small area around the tree that's kind of down a few steps, or did some people have to sit up above, or how did that work? No, actually, everybody fit down in that area. You know, I went back and forth with the floral people for a bit because they were like, oh, we have to move some seats, whatever, whatnot. And I was like, you know what, do what you have to do. But they're like, oh, no, we can fit everybody. I was like, all right, great. <laughs> it, you know, it, it wasn't even a headache to try and fight them on it. Like, they were just like, no, we got this. I was like, all right, awesome. 
That's cool. Did you use the existing benches or bring in chairs or a combination? We brought in chairs and I think maybe one or two benches were utilized. Okay, cool. Now with Trader Sam's, you do have to be done by 2 p.m. now, unless you do a mix-in event where your first hour is private and then the rest of your event, you're mixed in with day guests. How did that work for you guys? We just kind of told people, we're like, hey, guess what? It's a morning wedding, so (laughs) deal. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, no, it actually just, it wasn't even a big deal because we like breakfast food. We like mimosas. So it was morning wedding, morning reception, and we were all set and done by two o'clock and everybody was happily intoxicated by them. (laughs) Uh, Were you able to incorporate some of the special effects and the types of drinks that they offer there? Yeah, we were because we actually paid a little bit extra to have one of our friends work who is a cast member. He's a skipper at Trader Sam's. Shout out to Nick. He's one of the most amazing people we know. Um, He's a really good friend of ours and he was actually able to hook that up for us. That is interesting. And so, but could anybody do that or was it just because you knew him? No, anybody can actually do that. You obviously just have to pay for the audio and stuff. Okay, interesting. Were there any other restrictions? Like I noticed they set your cake up and it actually looks great in photos. They set your cake up on sort of the reception desk when you first walk in. Was it complicated figuring out where everything was going to go because the space is unique? No, not really. Originally, they actually wanted to put the buffet at the surfboard in the middle. And I didn't want to have people sitting at the bar because I just felt like that put them too far away from everybody because we just really wanted to be very inclusive. So um, I asked them, I was like, hey, you know, I was really hoping the buffet could be at the bar and just seat people at the surfboard. And they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. So, Wow, so they fit your whole buffet just on that bar. On the bar, yep. And then we had the omelet station. We moved one of the tables in the corner to fit that. Did you clear an area to be a dance floor? Next to the surfboard, there's actually a little bit of um, space where we could actually just do our first dances. But we didn't have a DJ or anything like that. We just played our iPod and had a very laid back vibe going. <laughs> oh, that sounds really great. Did they hook the iPod into the sound system inside the restaurant? Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. That's great. So what resort actually made the food? Because the Polynesian doesn't have a catering team. Right. Um, everything came over from the contemporary. Got it. Okay. Did you get to do a menu tasting with them or anything? Yes, we did. Uh, June. Nice. Okay. So can you tell me about whether you had a theme and how it was incorporated? We just went full Hawaiian, tiki, just wanted to stick with the Polynesian vibe. Did you have like themed, Hawaiian themed menu items or anything? They did some like vinaigrettes on the salad, but otherwise we just stuck with the brunch idea. Okay, got it. So what kinds of stuff did you do to incorporate the tiki theme? I mean, obviously the location is pretty much like that's everything you need. (laughs) There was a lot of uh, leafy floral greenery. Actually, my husband made the centerpieces. We did frames. The table names were all the drink names from Trader Sam's. So like the Hippopotami Thai and the Krakatoa. That's clever. Yeah, we worked it in that way. Were there any restrictions at the venue that you kind of had to work with or that other brides and grooms should be aware of? Nothing that I can think of 
off the top of my head. I mean, we were pretty aware going into it that we could only have a certain amount of people and we had to be done by three. Other than that, it was, you know, they were really accommodating for us. That's so great to hear. So you said you had an iPod. Any other entertainment like characters? Yeah, we got Mickey and Minnie. And I noticed you took a lot of pictures with them outside. Did they come before the reception or how did that work? Yes, actually. Okay, so actually now that you say that, that was the restriction. Mickey and Minnie cannot be seen in a bar setting. Right. So we actually had them come out right after the ceremony ended and we did a half an hour of pictures with them and like surprise the guests basically with them. (laughs) That's awesome. And you got such great photos with everybody on the beach. Yeah, luckily it was so early in the morning, you know, most guests are already heading over to the park at that point. So nobody was on the beach. It was just us. Wow, that's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Obviously Mickey waffles because (laughs) breakfast. (laughs) The lobster mac and cheese was amazing. We had the pork was amazing. I don't even remember what it was, but it was just so good. It like melted in your mouth. As far as cake went, we just got a mini personalized cake because we're big donut people. So we got a donut tower and that kind of served as the dessert. But um, for a cutting cake, we did a lemon with amaretto frosting, which was delicious. Interesting. Okay. And did you add any other events to your wedding day or wedding weekend, like a dessert party? Yeah, we actually had a welcome party the night before over at um, Sago Key. It was a little chilly, but 100% worth it. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Oh, an early crack of dawn wake-up call at 3 a.m. because hair and makeup was showing up at 3.30. (laughs) I had to be in the lobby by 7 a.m. We did a first look to try and save people, you know, some picture-taking time so they could enjoy cocktail hour. So we got a lot of pictures done actually before anything happened, which was great. And then the ceremony was about 20 minutes. <laughs> and then Mickey and Minnie showed up at like 9.30. And that was all said and done by 10. And everybody headed over to Trader Sam's for cocktail hour. We took some more photos. And then we had 11 to 2 in Trader Sam's. That sounds so great. What were the most important aspects when you were planning where you focused your attention or your budget? Food and drink, for sure. (laughs) You know, most, no, actually everybody came from New England, so we wanted people to get the most bang for their buck as far as being fed and being properly boozed up. (laughs) (laughs) We know Disney's not cheap, so we wanted to make everybody have the time of their lives. (laughs) And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your time or your money? I tried to go as cheap as possible on floral, but I actually ended up cutting so much that I went under the expenditure minimum, so I actually had to add it back in. (laughs) I was just like, oh, they're they're just flowers. You know, I only have them for three hours. It's fine. I don't need them. (laughs) (laughs) What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I mean, aside from the obvious of getting married... Mickey and Minnie, for sure. You know, people were 
people were surprised, but not surprised. Like I kept telling them we actually couldn't get them because of the whole bar scenario. (laughs) And, you know, they just looked at me. They're like, you're such a liar. I'm like, what? I wanted to surprise you. (laughs) And then Jacob, the photographer, like hands down one of the most amazing people we've ever met. We like have made a friend for life out of him. That's great to hear. Yeah, it was, you know, I went into it like, oh, yeah, photography. Like, obviously, it's very, very important, and I want to get along with my photographer. But, like, the three of us just hit it off so well. It it was incredible. Like, we still talk to him daily. (laughs) (laughs) And this just occurred to me. When they first told you that you couldn't have Mickey and Minnie inside Trader Sam's, did they suggest any other type of entertainment, like maybe a character they made up, some, you know, tiki lounge lizard or something like that? (laughs) No, no. It was, you know, our planner, Vita, she was like, okay, so we know you really want characters, but they can't be seen in the bar, but here's what we can do. She immediately offered an alternative and it just, it really worked. So it was great. That's wonderful. So did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Everything kind of flew the way I knew it was just going to go. The The one hiccup we had was actually our officiant never got my email about how I wanted the ceremony set up. Hmm. So thankfully, my maid of honor had my cell phone and I could like whip it out and bring up the email and be like, this is what we want. Oh, wow. And they were able to do it on the fly? Yeah. Yeah. We had Rev Kev, so he's obviously amazing. So he just, yeah, he whipped it out of nothing and it was great. (laughs) Everybody was very impressed with him. (laughs) Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I, you know, typically just stress myself over budget and just trying to stick to it. And I was just like, you know what, like any problem I ever had, like I just brought it up to Vita and she took care of it. She was like, oh, we can do this. So we can do that. Like it's, oh, okay, great. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? As small as the crowd was, I would probably go with a smaller crowd. Interesting. Just did it feel crowded inside the restaurant or you didn't feel like you got to talk to everybody? It was just, you know, (laughs) not everybody was as into it as we were. And I'm just, it was one of those things like, oh, well, I guess you don't really appreciate Disney and that's fine. But... (laughs) I would probably just stick to the core people who were super, super excited to be there because they're also big Disney fans like us. Oh, well, that's good that you have some. Some groups, they don't have any Disney fans. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? Other than getting your book? I mean, it was a lifesaver. <laughs> It really was. Um, I knew what to expect. Trust the planners. They know what they're doing. You're going to have your freak out moments, but they'll calm you down and they'll fix it. Like you're paying them to fix things. (laughs) That is great advice. They take care of you. They really do. Well, Danielle, this has been great stuff. I'm so glad that you were able to share the story of your day, especially for people who might be interested in using these two unique venues. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. 
In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com awards for 2022 details.